Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we aim to answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein, the managing editor at JustBaseball.com. This week, we released our top 10 third basemen for 2023. Now, I was looking through this list again. We did have a long Zoom call where we hashed it out. We, we had five of us on the Zoom, myself, the three hosts of the Just Baseball show, and Colby Olson, our analytics guy. And we came down to the best list. And I remember looking at third base and the position is just absolutely loaded. And the crazy thing is when we were on that first Zoom call, I think Carlos Correa was going to be like our sixth best third baseman when we thought he was going to play third base for the Mets, sixth or seventh. And that really is the depth at this position. Who is the best third baseman though for 2023? I'm not even going to get into the list, because the list is a combination of what they just did, what we expect them to do, and what they've done throughout the length of their career. It's all of the three and us trying to to rank out who we feel will be best and who was just best, right? I want to just really dive into the top four and decide who I personally think is going to put up the best season. So at the end of the year, we can look back at the Who's Better Baseball podcast archives and, and scroll all the way down and be like, all right, who did Ryan think was going to be best between these awesome players? Because there's a lot of awesome players at this position. As I already said, you know, Rafael Devers, Alex Bregman, these are guys that don't crack the top four, even though they're sensational hitters. And, and in Bregman's case, he can play third base too, he can pick it over there. So we get to the top four, and Austin Riley is a guy that makes this list based on what he's done the last two years where he's established himself and had you know, his first full big league seasons and has shown up in a massive way. He's eclipsed 30 home runs each year. Look at the 2021 season. He had an unbelievable second half, and that really ballooned his numbers to a 303 average, a 367 on base, a 531 slug, a 136 WRC plus, put up a 4.7 F4 season. Last year, look at his wins above replacement again, right in line with the 4.7, but a little bit better at 5.5. He had 273, 349 with a 528 slug. But he hit 38 home runs this time around and had a 142 WRC+. plus. For those of you who don't know, win runs created plus WRC+. plus Measures hitters based on a league average of 100. So that was 42% better than your league average hitter. He is going into his age 26 season. If you were to pick Austin Riley to be the best third baseman in baseball this season, you are banking on what he's done with the bat, the fact that he's a perennial MVP candidate, But more importantly, you're banking on him reaching yet another level as a 26-year-old. You know, a guy that's really entering that that prime prime. You look at the projection models on Austin Riley. They range. What I like to do, if you go to Fangraphs, you see the green section that gives us what the projections are. I like to just look at the low end and the high end and get some type of a consensus here on what they feel about a player. So you look at his F4 between... 4.2 4.2 all the way up to that 5.6 to 5.6. Uh, you look at the WRC plus between 129 on the low end to 140. So they are looking at Riley and saying he's going to do about what he did last year and not much more, which is still an incredible season. The home runs between 32 projected and 37 projected and 
Now, not that projecting RBIs is an exact science, but between 93 and 110. He's going to be very productive. He's going to continue to have the same strikeout and walk rates of walking about 8% of the time and striking out about 24% of the time, and he'll be a great at-bat all season long. And you know, they haven't projected to play 150 games, and he has been durable the last two years. He's only missed three games over the last two full seasons. So Riley, I think he's a safe uh, bet to be a great third baseman, but he was fourth for a reason. I don't think he touches the top three on this list, and I think one of them will be the best third baseman in baseball. So we move over to a guy that got number one on our list, Manny Machado, and I have to try to talk myself out of him being the best third baseman in baseball this season. Last year, he was that. A 298 average, 366 on base, 531 slug, incredible defense at third base. 152 WRC plus, 52% better than your league average hitter. That's one point ahead of Nolan Arenado at a 151 WRC plus. He was a 7.4 F4 guy. And you look at his career, he now has two seven win seasons. It was 2022 and 2018. Ironically, both years that parlayed contracts for him although this one last year was not a strict contract year it was the year before an opt-out and he performed well leveraged his opt-out and just got that 11 year 350 million dollar extension 2018 that's when he went from baltimore over to the dodgers and cashed in his first big big money deal we look at what he did throughout his career in baltimore he had two six win seasons then he dropped off the cliff in 2017 to have a 1.7 F4 season where he hit 259, 310 on base, 471 slug, 102 WRC+. Gets paid, right? Goes into 2019, did hit 32 home runs, nothing wrong there. But the average dropped to 256, 334 on base, 462 slug, 109 WRC+, a 2.2 F4. He was amazing in the shortened season. 2.6 F4 in that small span with 16 homers in 60 games, 150 WRC+. plus. Came back down to earth a little bit in 2021 where he ha- had a 278 average, 347 on base, 49 slug, 122 WRC+, plus, 28 homers, 4.3 F4. There has been some variance for Manny Machado. Great season. Then there can be a tip-off. The, the best back-to-back seasons he had, you have to go all the way back to that 2015-2016, you know, two six-win seasons I discussed. And again, there was the drop-off, then a great season, then another drop-off, then a great shortened season, then maybe a slight drop-off, and then an incredible season. You put it all together, he's on a Hall of Fame track. There's no doubt about it. You look at the projections for next season, though, between 4.8 and 5. They're very close when it comes to his F4. WRC plus between 127 and 132. So that margin uh, or or that variance between projection models isn't that great. And they don't have him having the same type of season he had last year. So do I think Machado is going to be the best third baseman in baseball this year, even though he was on our list? Shockingly enough, I don't. I think he'll be very good. I think he's going to put up a great season. I don't know if he's going to go up and put up a seven-win season again, and I think you have to put up a seven-win season to lead this position. So then we go to number two on this list, Nolan Arenado. Look at what he did last year, 7.3 F4 just behind Machado. 293 average, 358 on base, 533 slug, 
151 WRC plus. He hit 30 bombs, had 34 the year before in St. Louis. That notion of would he be able to play with the Cardinals? Yeah, we can dismiss that. He's amazing wherever you put him. He wins a gold glove every single year, and that's not hyperbole. That is fact. He wins the gold glove every single year. He is the best defensive third baseman in the game, and that raises the ceiling just like Machado as well. These guys will give you that every single year. But we look at his career. You had 2018-2019, two six-win seasons. Actually, go back to 2017, three six-win seasons in a row. What did he do in 2016? 5.9 F4, four seasons in a row where he was between a 126 and a 133 WRC plus where he hit at least 38 home, 37 home runs a season, got over 43 times. That's of course playing in Colorado where, you know, the offensive numbers could have been a little bit, you know, bigger than they might've been elsewhere, but then he just went up and had a similar season in St. Louis, maybe not the 40 home runs, but 30 home runs with 100 driven in and an incredible slash line. Nolan Arenado, I think, consistently is the best third baseman in the game. But going into this season, do I think he's going to be the best third baseman? I do not. Look at 2021, first year in St. Louis. Maybe you can use that as the excuse for why he put up a 4.1 F4. But I also think going into age 32, the projection models... They range, and they vary pretty significantly. One model has them at a 3.8 F4. Another model has them at 6.2. In the middle, you got a 5.2, a 4.8, a 5.8, a 5.2, a 5.6. You know, there's a lot of variance there, and that doesn't mean that um, that should highlight any weaknesses or any issues in this game. I just don't know if he's going to be a 7-win player in, in, in this game again. I mean, I think in his career he might. But this season, is he going to do it again? I don't know. I really don't. I think he might. But more, I think that Jose Ramirez is going to put up the best season of anybody. And that's why I got him number one on my new little list here as far as who I believe is going to be the best third baseman in baseball. I'm going J-Ram. And the reason I'm going J-Ram is because I think in his age 30 season, with a lineup that has gotten better and better around him. You add Josh Bell into the fold. You got Naylor in the mix. You got Andres Jimenez off an unbelievable season. Stephen Kwan as well. Andres Jimenez, uh, I mean, is is a great Robin to him. And Ahmed Rosario found a way to be a productive shortstop as well. That lineup is starting to fill out. It's starting to lengthen. You have some more protection behind him. They want to bat Josh Bell right behind him in the cleanup spot. That's where they decided to go with it this year. And Jose Ramirez, there was a point last season where he was playing like the best hitter in baseball. He was that good. He has put up a six-win season each of the last two years. 2020, he put up a three-win season in a 58-game sample. He had a down year in 2019, shockingly enough, the juice ball season, uh, where he put up a 3.5 F4, missed some time, played 129 games. The three years prior was 5.3, 6.7, 8.1 F4. The only guy on this list that's had an eight-win season. And I look at the projection models next year, the lowest at 5.3, the highest 6.1. It's 5.6, 5.7, 5.6, 5.8. Projections like them. I love them. And I think Jose Ramirez has a chance this year to go out 
and to you know, hit 35 bombs and steal 25 bases as he tends to do, to play great defense at third base, and, and to maybe even hit you know, in the upper 290s, if not get over 300 again, which he hasn't done since 2017. And with all of the traffic that's around him, you know, last year he put up 126 RBIs. I would not be shocked at all if Jose Ramirez has a season where the Guardians are much better and they put it together you know, start to finish as opposed to coming on strong down the stretch. And Jose Ramirez drives in 140. And we're looking at these gaudy numbers. We're looking at a guy that is the clear-cut MVP on a team that you know the second-best player is Jimenez, where you might only have a few potential all-stars in that lineup. And none will shine to the extent of a Ramirez where we're going to look up at the end of the season and he's going to be getting the accolades. I don't know if he can win MVP in a league that has Shohei Otani in a contract year. I don't know about that. But if Otani gets traded midseason to the National League and he's a Dodger, I don't know if the Angels would do that. But if he gets traded and that race opens up a little bit, I would not be surprised at all. If Jose Ramirez wins the first MVP of his career. The thing that you love about J-Ram, the walk rate and the strikeout rate. Last year, walked at a 10.5% clip, struck out only at 12.9% clip. His career numbers right on line with that. 10% walk rate, 12.2% for his career. Look at the last two seasons. This is ultimately why I went J-Ram. Who is the leader in WRC plus of the position? Well, it's Austin Riley at 139. Behind him, Jose Ramirez. Who has the most home runs? Again, Austin Riley, 71. Next, though, Jose Ramirez at 65. He's scored more runs than any third baseman of the last two years. He's driven in more runs than any third baseman of the last two years. He's stolen more bases than any third baseman over the last two years. But most importantly, we look at the F war. Over the last two seasons, despite the fact that Machado and Arenado were seven-win players last year, Jose Ramirez, model of consistency, a 12.6 F4 over the last two seasons. Those guys are in the 11s. Austin Riley at 10.2. Then you get to Devers at 9.1. Then Chapman. Then Bregman. Maybe explains a little bit why Bregman ended up sixth on our list. But ultimately, all these third basemen are awesome. Any of them can be the best third baseman in baseball in a given year. Even a Matt Chapman, if everything came together in a contract year for him, could potentially do it. Devers' defense got better. He can do it. But when I think about the floor and the ceiling, I think that J-Ram is definitely going to be great this year. And of every single third baseman, I think he's the one that has the best chance of putting up like an 8.4 F4 season and being the best in the game and winning an MVP. And that's why I think he's the best third baseman in baseball, despite a list that we put out that had him third. Because honestly, you can't go wrong with any of them. And coming off the year that they had last year, a guy that just signed a $350 million contract, you can't knock Machado being our top third baseman in the game. I just think that for 2023, who's going to end up being the best third baseman? Who is going to be number one on our list next year when we do our top tens? I believe it to be Jose Ramirez. That was this edition of Who's Better Baseball? Got one more show this week coming to you on Friday. Might begin some World Baseball Classic stuff. I talked to Elijah Evans, one of our great writers. He has been cranking out 
these team previews uh, for the World Baseball Classic. So I think my plan is I'm going to release on the YouTube channel uh, the individual battles we discussed because there was you know teams section off by two in the power rankings and we were discussing which was better between those teams. And then we'll get to a complete episode on the podcast feed maybe on Monday. So as always, we appreciate you following, subscribing, listening. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe there. Uh, make sure you're checking out all the great written work we have at JustBaseball.com. The top first baseman, third baseman are up this week. And also the top 10 infields are going to be up momentarily. So I actually edit and publish that right now. Thanks, as always, for listening.